Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. Thank you for joining us for this conversation. This is Sean Martin with ITSP Magazine Podcast Network, and uh, we're here with our good friends at Brinka. Maresh is here. He's uh, he's been on the floor. He's been having a lot of conversations. Maresh, it's good to have you on. Thank you so much for the warm welcome here. It's really interesting to see a vibrant RSA after the pandemic. So really right. glad to be here. I know it's good, it's good to feel the energy. Good to make those connections again. Uh, for those who are not aware of who you are, uh, a little bit, a little background on on yourself and uh, your your journey to uh, to Brinka. Certainly. Uh, old-timer in the cybersecurity industry, been in the industry for the past 20 years. Um, uh, they came to Brinka about five months ago from Palo Alto Networks. Uh, before Palo Alto, uh, I was with uh, IoT security company Zingbox, uh, which was acquired by Palo Alto. And uh, really looking forward to taking Brinka to the next stage now. Nice, um, nice. And then for, for those who aren't familiar with Brinka, it's B-R-I-N-Q-A, for those who are following along audibly and want that visual of the name. What, what is Brinka all about? That's right, Brinka. Brinka is really about uh, centralizing uh, the risk uh, management frameworks for our customers. What Brinka really does is aggregates findings and the vulnerabilities from multiple different specialized uh, scanning tools uh, to create a unified data model for our customers to understand their exposure, to understand the severity of the findings or vulnerabilities associated with it, and overlay the business context so that customers can prioritize and act upon the right set of findings uh, in a timely fashion. That's what Brinka is all about. And it's that latter part that's, that's always the fun piece, I think, right? The, the data's there. Um, it might be challenging bringing it all together, but there's certainly tools that help with that. But understanding the business context and in a way where you can take action is is really the key part, right? Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head there. You know, bringing the data uh, is not really the magic sauce here. You know, these are, you can just think of these as connectors with you know, uh, every single security tool out there. In fact, the theme for RSA this year is Stronger Together, right? You know, uh, that's like exactly what Brinka strives for. Uh, we pull in the data from multiple different sources, but the magic really is in how do you stitch this data together, right? right. Now, now, how do you create a unified understanding of your attack surface and then enrich that unified understanding with business context that is overlaid on top? Uh, that business context could be in multiple different uh, flavors. You know, it could be the ownership information about who owns these assets. It could be about you know which assets or which business unit matter to my organization more. You know, so that I can offset the risk factors and really identify what are the items my security team needs to work on today in terms of patching the vulnerabilities or findings. So how does that? Uh, and I didn't get a chance to ask Dimitri this, but how how does that business context? come into play? Where, where does that come from? Is it somebody's head <laughs> or, is, or are there systems out there for that as well? A great point. In fact, uh, this is the challenge most of our customers face today, right? You know, because there isn't a centralized repository of that business context. Oftentimes it is tribal knowledge. Oftentimes it is coming in from a CMDB record. Uh, you know, you uh, customers might have service now. But again, CMDBs are 
uh, only going to be as good as someone manually entering data into it, right? You know, so uh, customers look at uh, the enrichment of business context from multiple different perspectives. It is uh, stitching all of those disparate set of data together is what really enriches that uh, information. Uh, sometimes uh, the, the business context is really coming in from ownership. Who owns a certain asset really identifies who's supposed to be fixing a certain vulnerability. And oftentimes this ownership information is missing in larger organizations. Mm -hmm. So we really are trying to stitch multiple different record types together to create a comprehensive understanding of not just the asset, but the risks associated with each of those assets. And uh, this may be a little bit out there, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna ask it anyway, just uh, in terms of what somebody sees who uses Brinka is it is, is it a dashboard is it uh, is it can I slice and dice it based on risk it, can I look at it from a resiliency perspective or an SLA these this this is my part of my business that has a an SLA of X and what, what, tell me a bit about that. Right, right, right. Um, uh, to answer simply all of the above, but okay. what we really <laughs> do is. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, go a little tangent and help um, uh, you know everyone understand uh, uh, why Brinka is actually needed in an organization. Right? Uh, think about um, in the past, um, uh, you know, how uh, SIM solutions sort of came about. SIM solutions really f uh, solve a unique problem for many customers. You know, they are the foundation of uh, SOC, mm -hmm. uh, Security Operations Center. Now, Security Operations Center, what they do is they are collecting all the events from different uh, tools, essentially. You know, anytime an uh, uh, attack is detected, an event is generated, aggregated within the SIM. But the purpose of SIM is really correlation of that data set. Right. How do my events that are being aggregated from multiple different tools really are telling me a story about a breach or an attack or a root cause of that attack? Right. Um, you know, once you identify that, you act upon it. Right. Then came, uh, uh, you know, tools like SOAR, mm -hmm. uh, which really automate the playbooks in terms of I see this attack, I'm going to take these five steps to respond to it. Right. Uh, now. Uh, and that's all right side of boom. <laughs> exactly. Now, you know, um, think about uh, this is all reactive security, right? right? Yep. Now, uh, let's step into the proactive world. Mm -hmm. How can we reduce the risk so that I never get attacked in the first place? How can I reduce the exposure um, of my organization? And that is where Brinka is really focused on. What we do is we allow our customers to really create a risk operation center instead of a security operation mm. center, you know, when you are really thinking of a SOC, think of a, a risk operation center where you are going to be able to orchestrate the risk life cycle inside your organization to understand uh, how I can mitigate and remediate the risk ahead of time so that I can reduce the exposure for my organization. I love that. The ROC. The ROC. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so we're here in San Francisco. A lot of people... Right, a lot of a lot of CISOs, a lot of practitioners, a lot of hopefully hopefully a lot of risk people here too, not just security. Um, what are some of the conversations like? What are, what are people saying? What are you hearing? Risk management is really coming to the top of mind for many uh, customers today. Uh, the way uh, we really see this um, evolving is traditionally risk management was sort of focused on, you know, vulnerability identification and remediation. 
it has sort of gotten extended from that point onwards uh, because the attack surface is ever growing, right? Uh, no longer are we simply looking at our IT infrastructure. Now throw in the cloud uh, uh, and there are different processes, different uh, ownership structures that come about with uh, having a cloud infrastructure that you have to manage. Now, um, you know, traditionally, I'm going to draw some comparisons here. Yeah. Traditionally, uh, IT infrastructure consisted of your IT assets, and IT assets have an operating system, and they've got a software on it. You know, what vulnerability scanners are really doing is un uh, helping customers understand the uh, vulnerabilities across the entire software stack, right. operating Up system down, through yeah. software, right? Now, draw an analogy and apply it to the cloud. What's happening in the cloud is you still have that infrastructure, whether it is your virtual machines or your containers, but what's running on those that um, operating system is oftentimes a custom-designed app. Right. With digital transformation, every industry is becoming a software industry, right? And a collection of services and, and yeah. APIs and yep, everything yeah. comes together for some custom thing. Yeah. Exactly. So as customers are building their own applications, custom applications, those are getting deployed in the cloud. How do you identify the vulnerabilities for those custom applications? This is where many of the uh, customers are really um, you know, shifting left in terms of you know, extending their vulnerability management programs from traditional IT infrastructure to the cloud infrastructure and now to the application security posture management as well. Yeah. Uh, what we uh, I've seen uh, as a trend is really um, uh, evolution of the vulnerability management uh, solutions out there, uh, which is sort of uh, extending into a comprehensive risk management strategy for an organization, as opposed to uh, you know scanning and remediating individual vulnerabilities. Right, and I don't know. Have you? I mean, I'm going to go back to the ROC. And have you had conversations where you've presented it? to folks like that because um, I don't know there, there are risk management teams of course um, and they often don't just cover security they cover all types of things physical as well um, how does that risk operations center uh, idea resonate with folks right um, there is um, one perspective about putting this data together mm -hmm. for reporting and then the second thing is, you have the data, how do you operationalize it, right? You know, acting upon that data is equally important. Um, what customers really are striving for is uh, a unified uh, solution that not just aggregates the data, but allows them to really uh, translate the knowledge or uh, analytics that they can understand from that data set into an action. And that is uh, the definition of a risk operating operation center for uh, in, in our terms, right? You know, uh, which allows us to uh, aggregate the uh, three pillars of data, assets, the findings, and the business context, mm -hmm. and convert and translate that into actionable items through, uh, you know, and uh, for risk reduction. Right. And I mean, look, look. Certainly, if we look at the assessment piece, right? The, the security industry traditionally has struggled with uh, false positives, right? And it's probably even harder, I would say, to calculate risk in a precise way. So how, how important is it when you're taking a false positive rich data source and the need or in an abstract view of risk, perhaps, and coming out with something precise that is actionable where teams aren't wasting their time 
working on things that don't really matter? That's a really, really insightful question, actually. You know, because um, uh, just up until a few years ago, if you would have seen a vulnerability scanner, right? You know, uh, a million vulnerabilities would be a lot to manage, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's a lot. Uh, by then, you need some sort of prioritization mechanism yep. to understand what your team should be focused on. Today. With our customer base, we see north of 50 million findings, wow. 70 million findings, right? You know, uh, now no one is going to be able to patch them all. You know, that's absolutely not the case. So, the strategy really is in terms of how do I distill these 50 million, 70 million findings into something that is more actionable for my teams today, right now. And the only way to do that is to understand not just the severity of those vulnerabilities, but how does how do these vulnerabilities affect my business? Right, so the severity scores that I'm seeing, they're not just random uh, severity scores generated by security tools. They're really tailored for my organization. So yeah. uh, by overlaying the business context, we are uh, helping our customers really fine tune those security score and offset them from the base security score that the uh, you know vulnerability scanners or tools are sending over their way. They get to really uh, fine tune those and. Uh, adapt them for their own organization so that those 50 million findings can yep. be distilled down to 100 that your the team can act upon right now yep. with the ownership overlaid on top of it. I love it. That's where, where more data can actually help reduce and, and bring precision to the other data. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. You, uh, at Brinka, we are, while we are focused on uh, cyber risk reduction programs, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, the enrichment data comes from multiple different places. Uh, we have got uh, data coming in from Salesforce. We have got kind of data coming in from Bamboo HR, right? You mm -hmm. know, the, the, what are these data sets telling us, right? Yeah. Um, uh, whether training uh, uh, the, the cloud engineers, you know, does it have an impact on reducing the risk uh, in terms of the vulnerabilities that you see in your AppSec? Right, you know that's right. a good data point to have. Yeah. Uh, how do you collect this data set? You know, by aggregating not just the uh, uh, security data, raw security data, but augmenting that with some additional uh, uh, data sets, people, process, technology that you might have inside your organization. Super cool, super cool. Well, Maresh, it's uh, it's been great to meet you and uh, a pleasure chatting with you. My mind's already going. With, I have a hundred different questions, but uh, ho hopefully I have another chance to, uh, to chat and dig deeper. But uh, any final words for, for those listening to, uh, to this episode? No, thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you, Sean. Um, uh, really excited to be back here at RSA and uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, uh, the theme of RSA, Stronger Together. That's right. You know, uh, really have to build out that cybersecurity mesh here. Yep, yep. It's a good theme. It's a good theme. And uh, it's a pleasure meeting you and chatting with you. And for those listening, uh, there'll be links in the show notes to uh, to connect with Maresh and uh, the, the Brinka team. And, and uh, if you're listening to this during RSA uh, conference, be sure to stop by and, and meet the full team. And uh, with that, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks again, Maresh. Thank you so much, Sean. If you enjoyed this podcast, share ITSP Magazine with your friends, family, and colleagues. Thank you for listening. Thank you.